Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the worship. See, there's none like you. We worship you, Father. The word says the unfolding of their words give light and it imparts understanding to the simple. We pray, dear precious Father, that you grant us understanding as your word this day. That let there be revelation and knowledge. Let there be a shift in our Christian walk with you. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name and precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Ah, hallelujah. The psalm, the title for this teaching uh, is titled The Faith Factor. Now come again. The Faith Factor. Uh, permit me to quickly share with you uh, why the teaching is coming up at this point in time. Hallelujah. Uh, on the 28th of April this year, I received a call from a dear friend of mine as early as around, I think, 6.50 here. Uh, requesting me to join her in prayer that very morning because she was trusting God for, for the completion of a major project, the capital project she had started. Uh, because at that point in time, things were actually looking as though nothing is nothing was actually working. It as though things are not even working at all. So uh, immediately I obliged and instantly we started the prayer. So in the course of the prayer, uh, I felt so strong in my spirit to just share three major scriptures with her. Uh, in which one of the scriptures is what we want to look into, we'll be looking at actually, in the course of this teaching, which is actually about faith, Hebrew chapter 11 verse 3. Uh, so after the whole exercise, after the whole prayer, that morning, uh, I perceived it in my spirit and I felt it so strongly as well in my spirit. Uh, the Lord will be having me share this major and this valid truth about our Christian work uh, with the public, uh, with the public, to his public space rather, and uh, especially to, to his sons and daughters outside there who are actually having similar problems, similar uh, experiences, maybe that way, similar experiences uh, with the story I just shared about my friend. So I believe that uh, for everyone who desires a breakthrough, and a shift in their Christian life and work. I believe this teaching is meant for you. It's meant for them. So by the help of the Spirit, by the help of the Spirit of God, uh, I believe strongly that after listening to this message, there shall be a major and sporadic shift and breakthrough in every sphere of your life. Your Christian work shall re receive a sporadic shift and turn around in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. So let's, let's start with what God will have us see. Uh, remember that uh, I titled this teaching, The Faith Factor. Uh, but first of all, permit me to, to bring a broader clarity to the topic by restructuring the topic. Uh, and I'll put it this way. The Faith Factor in the Life of a Believer. We'll be looking at the Faith Factor in the Life of a Believer. And better see, I can have it this way, the Faith Factor in a Believer's Life. It's still hard to see. The Faith Factor in a Believer's Life. Uh, there is a major factor in the life of a believer known as faith. A major factor in the life of a believer known as faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, For then is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. Uh, faith is not uh, theoretical. 
Faith is not theoretical, but it is practical. Because it is our life. It is the life we live as a believer. So the subject of faith is not a theoretical subject, but rather a practical subject. Because uh, it is the life we live as a believer. We live by faith. Uh, just as oxygen is to natural man existence, is the way faith is to spiritual man existence. I'll come again. Just as oxygen is to natural man existence, is so faith is to spiritual man existence. No believer can survive outside the atmosphere of faith. No believer can survive outside the atmosphere of faith. I mean, believers in Christ Jesus. When I'm talking about believers, uh, when I'm referring to believers in this teaching, I'm actually referring to believers in Christ Jesus and not believers in some other, so many other things, but believers in Christ Jesus. So, new creation and his reality was brought unto us on the platform of grace. And faith being the access point. Faith is the access point to what spiritual realities made available to us in Christ Jesus. Faith is the access point to every of the spiritual realities that He made available for us in Christ Jesus. Uh, permit me to, I would like to lay some foundations before we go into the major into our major discourse. Because it is on the premise of this foundation that I'm about to lay that I will build a major discourse upon. So I'll be laying some major foundations uh, in this teaching before I actually delve into what we really want to what God would have actually have us to see. And I trust God for clarity, simplicity, and not trans as we proceed. Hallelujah. Uh, faith is an important factor in the journey of our Christian life. I said that earlier. A major factor and a strong one at that. That we cannot do and live without. First of all, let me establish this profound truth that a believer does not have a faith problem. I believe I'm clear enough. A believer does not have a faith problem. In other words, a believer is no one. Rather, a believer is one who already has faith. Hallelujah. I said a believer is someone, a believer doesn't have a faith problem. A believer is one who already has faith. Uh, let's see Romans 10 verse 17 in our resume version. So faith comes, Romans 10 17. So faith comes from what is dead. And what is heard comes by the preaching of Christ. And I'll read in Tipiti Version, the Passion Translation. And it says, Faith then is bettered in the heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. I'll read again. Faith then is bettered in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Uh, from that scripture, it, it will suffice to say that at the point of hearing the message of Christ, the gospel of Christ Jesus, that faith is being released into us. The Bible says, so faith comes from what is earth, and what is earth comes from, from the by the preaching of Christ. So it will suffice to say that uh, at the hearing of the message of Christ, the gospel of Christ, faith is being released. Hallelujah. When we hear the message of Christ, at that point, faith is released. Meaning, the hearing of the gospel is the receiving and the betting of faith. Timothy version says, And faith then is betted in the act that responds to God's anointed utterance. 
So once a heart responds to the hearing of the gospel, faith is bettered in such person's life. Hallelujah. So faith is being bettered in our lives when we receive and hear the gospel of Christ. Uh, follow me cleanly. I said, I, I started with notes that a believer doesn't have a faith problem, which means a believer is someone that already has faith. Hallelujah. So once a man accepts the gospel, he has likewise accepted faith. So in other words, a believer cannot be termed faithless. Hallelujah. A believer cannot be termed faithless. Why? Because a believer is one who has accepted the gospel and at the point of accepting the gospel, he has also accepted faith. Amen. I said I believe some foundation, so just follow me as we proceed. Uh, the responding to the gospel of Christ has better faith in such person's life. When you hear the gospel of Christ, because our Romans 10 verse 17 says that so faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the from by the preaching of Christ. So once you hear the gospel of Christ and your response towards it, faith is being better in you. Glory to God. Let's see Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. I will read from King James Version. For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man that is among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, than he ought to think, or to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So the gospel at the point of salvation, faith was given to everyone. At the point of salvation, faith was given to everyone. The measure of faith has been dealt to everyone. So the faith comes with the gospel. The faith comes alongside with the gospel. Faith comes alongside with the hearing of the gospel. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 in King James Version says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. I'll read it again. For by grace are you saved through faith. Hallelujah. By grace you are saved through faith, and that's not of yourself, it is the gift of God. This means that uh, we receive salvation through faith. Salvation cannot be received without faith. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. Salvation cannot be received outside of faith and without faith. We respond here the gospel of Christ, which bettered faith in us to receive the salvation that comes with the gospel. I'll, I'll say it again. We respond when we hear the gospel of Christ and we respond to that gospel. Faith is being bettered in us. To receive that salvation because without faith you can't receive salvation you must need faith is faith is required for the receiving of salvation so when we when we hear the gospel of christ that faith is better inside of us so that we have the ability we'll be able to receive that salvation that comes with the gospel so at the, at, at the point of hearing the gospel of christ faith is better inside of us hallelujah and as a result of that we now have what it takes to receive the salvation that comes with the gospel. Amen. We receive uh, the, 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 the ability to receive the salvation that comes with the gospel. Amen. So for every Christian, for every believer, we receive our salvation through faith. And that will suffice to say that a believer in Christ is not without faith. A believer in Christ is not without faith, meaning no believer should be termed faithless. 
no believer in Christ should be termed faithless because there's no believer without faith. Once you're a believer, faith has embedded in you. Because you can't receive salvation, you can't you can't be termed believer without faith. Hallelujah. So it will be an aberration to tell a believer that he or she is faithless. Or in other words, he or she is without faith. It will be an aberration. It is not, it is such statement and affirmation is not a synchronization with the truth of the gospel. And when you, when, you, when you call a believer faithless, when you term and refer a believer to faithless one, and you, you say to a believer you are without faith, such statement, such affirmation is not in synchronization with the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. Every believer, I'll say it again, all believers in Christ Jesus are, are possess faith. Let me put it that way. All believers in Christ Jesus are faith. None can be termed faithless. None can be termed with, without faith. Hallelujah. So follow me clearly because very soon we shall discover where the problem is because it, it sometimes it looks as though a believer can, can appear as though he or she is faithless. Uh, we'll look at the major factor that is responsible for that. We'll look at what, what really is always responsible for that. When we, that, that, that actually looks as though a believer is, is, is without faith. As was continuing with this teaching, we, we shall see and dwell much on that. Hallelujah. But before then, let's continue. I will read from Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness, uh, permit me, I will read it from King James Version. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, hallelujah, as it is written, the just shall live by faith, glory to God, the just shall live by faith. Now, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says in King James Version as well, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evidence for the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just, the righteous one, shall live by faith. Believers can only live based on faith. Uh, I, I started on the note that as oxygen is to natural man existence, is the way faith is to a supernatural man, uh, a, a spiritual man existence. Just the way oxygen is to a natural man's existence, the way faith is to a spiritual man, a supernatural man's existence. Why? Because oxygen is required for living for a natural man. Also, faith is the oxygen required for a supernatural man, for a spiritual man's existence. Now, the scripture says the just shall live by faith, which means it is only by faith a just man can live. The just man there will refer to righteous person. A believer in Christ Jesus. So it is only by faith you can live. And as we all know, for a natural existence, for a natural man existence, what we require for us to live, for our living, is actually oxygen. So without oxygen, such person is dead. So likewise, what is required for a spiritual man existence, what is required rather uh, for a supernatural man existence is faith. The oxygen uh, we depend on a spiritual man is faith. Our oxygen as a spiritual man is faith. Faith is the oxygen required for a spiritual man's existence. Hallelujah. A step outside of faith is death. So faith is very, very so much important to us as believers. Now, Paul speaking in Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. Hallelujah. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. I live 
okay sorry let me come again in that part and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god now listen again it says and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me paul is saying that life i now live now i live it by faith if it's without faith then i'm dead so a believer live by faith you can only survive by faith you can only survive by faith uh paul a spiritual man speaking a believer in christ is living now based by the faith of christ jesus as a believer your life now is now based on the faith of god romans romans something says the just shall live by faith the righteous shall live by faith hallelujah so you, which means you can only live by faith faith is very crucial to your existence in life as a believer faith is very crucial and important to your existence your living hallelujah as a believer so it is through this faith that you and i we are made righteous i'm laying some foundation it is through this our uh, faith that we now have that we now live by that we that now sustain us the truth of faith we are made righteous uh romans let me read romans chapter 3 verse 24 to 26 romans chapter 3 verse 24 to 26 hallelujah they are justified by this grace as a gift through the redemption which is in christ jesus whom god put forward as an expiation by his blood to be received by faith hallelujah to be received by faith that is just to be received by faith this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. Hallelujah. So righteousness is being imputed unto us by the faith of Christ Jesus. So it is true faith in the sacrifice of Christ that we are made righteous. Hallelujah. We are only alive by the faith of God given to us. The very God kind of faith. Amen. So faith is so essential and important to us as believers the topic still remains the faith factor in the life of a believer the faith factor in a believer's life also permit me to also say this that the faith we are we have received is a perfect faith now i've established the fact that a believer has faith a believer cannot become faithless uh, and i actually went to have move further to actually talk about that uh, a believer live by faith Believers live by faith. A man in Christ live by faith. We can't, we can't, we can't derive our existence outside the circumference, outside the atmosphere of faith. Hallelujah. So that faith we have received, received already, uh, is a perfected faith. And I read from Hebrews chapter two, verse two. Now read the version. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. I will say it again. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated as the right hand of the throne of God. Ha, glory to God. Say to yourself, I have come to a perfected faith. Affirm it again. I have come to a perfected faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Now, Jesus is the pioneer, the author, the starter of our faith. And not the starter, not the author alone, 
the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the faith we now have in Christ Jesus is a perfected faith. Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He authored the faith and he brought it to finishing. The faith we have now is a finished and a perfected faith. Meaning there is no decrease to that faith and there cannot be increase to it. Hallelujah. There can be decrease to the faith and there can be increase to the faith. Follow me. Meaning there's, there can be a small faith and there can be a big faith. The faith, it is, the faith is old, complete and perfect. Jesus, the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, which means the faith we now receive, the faith we now have in Christ Jesus, is a perfected faith. It's a complete one. It's a, it, 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 it is all in nature. Hallelujah. Let me say this. Uh, with all sense of... Uh, uh, with all sense of, 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 of seriousness. It, it was before the death the barrier and the resurrection of Christ Jesus that we have something we call little faith something we call great faith something we call small faith as seen in the gospel because uh, in the gospel uh, we, 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 we can see diverse uh, lots of examples where Christ says O ye of little faith O ye of small faith hallelujah so it is before the death the burial and the resurrection of Christ Jesus that we have such faith but immediately after the death immediately after the burial and the resurrection of Christ Jesus our faith has been made complete and perfected Romans 12 verse 2 says Jesus the author the pioneer and the perfecter of faith which means after the death the burial and the resurrection of Christ Jesus there's nothing called small faith again. There's nothing called great faith again. Why? Because God has perfected faith. Hallelujah. So the faith we have now is a perfected faith already. The faith we have now is a completed one already. Hallelujah. Jesus has pioneered and perfected our faith. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I believed and so I spoke. We to believe and so we speak. Since we have the spirit of faith as he had who wrote. So we have the spirit of faith now. And the spirit of faith, that spirit is actually the spirit of Christ. So what we have now is a perfected faith already. Stop praying to get faith. Because we've established the fact that a believer, as a believer, you have faith already. So stop praying to get faith. It is, it is, it is, it is out of place as believer. It's not in, uh, in, in relationship, it's not in synchronization with the truth of the gospel. As a believer, you are still praying to get faith. No, you are not praying to get faith. You have faith already. Hallelujah. As a believer, you have faith already because the just can only live by faith. So once... You are a believer. Once you believe in the Christ Jesus, you have faith already. So stop praying to get faith. You're only just wasting your time. Instead of you channeling your energy to pray for something else, you're only just wasting your time. You don't pray to get faith. You have faith already. Hearing the gospel and believing the gospel made you have faith. Because you can't even be a believer without faith. So once since you're a believer, then you have faith. 
So you don't have to pray to get faith again. Hallelujah. Stop praying to God to increase your faith. I'll say it again. Stop praying to God to increase your faith. Because the faith we have now is a perfected faith. There's no small faith. There's no great faith again. After the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, what we have now is a perfected faith. Christ the finisher of our faith. Christ the perfecter of our faith. So the faith we have now is a perfected faith. So there can't be an increase to it and there can't be a decrease to it because it is perfect. So what is perfect is perfect. What is complete is complete. Hallelujah. So you, it is out of place for a believer to be praying for increase of faith. A believer now has a perfect faith. So let's continue. The faith is in Christ Jesus. It is freely given. It is freely given. And once you, have found, you found yourself in Christ Jesus, you have the faith already. The God kind of faith. Hallelujah. The very God kind of faith. The very God kind of faith. The very God kind of faith. Knows that God kind... Okay, let me, let me, let me quickly read Hebrews uh, 11 verse 3. I will, will still come to that verse, but I just want to see something there. It says, By faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God. By faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God, which means God himself had faith to create the world. So, and that very faith of God is the very faith we all have as well, as a believer, as believers. The very the God kind of faith is the faith we have, that very faith of God, that very faith of God. And remember, let me tell you this, that God kind of faith cannot be termed small or little faith. You can't say to God that God, the faith you have is a small faith. You can't say to God that the faith you have, God, is a great faith. No. The faith of God is complete. You see, that's a, a perfect faith anyone can actually have. And that's the kind of faith we have now. The very God kind of faith. God's faith cannot be termed little nor small. God's faith cannot be seeking for increase or decrease. No. The faith is perfect already. Perfected already. So kind of God kind of faith is the faith God used in creating what is seen out of things which do not appear. That faith that God made use of in creating things out of things that do not appear is the very faith we now have. Hallelujah. And guess what? The scripture says that that is the same faith you and I have. The very faith of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The very faith of God. I've established the fact that a believer, as a believer, we have faith already. We don't seek for faith again. We don't pray for faith again. We have the faith already because the just shall live by faith. And at, at, at the receiving, at the hearing of the gospel of Christ, our faith is better in us. Hallelujah. We have entitlement. We receive the salvation of Christ based on faith. So, as a believer, we have the faith of God. We have the faith of God inside of us. I've established that fact. And I've actually established the fact that uh, the faith we have now is a perfect faith. We can only live by faith. And that faith is perfect already. So there's no small faith again, there's no great faith again. You can, you can, when you look at the believer, when you see a believer, the faith such believer has is a perfect faith. Hallelujah. So having established that foundation, now let's let's get let's start building upon the foundation. Let's get into what God will have us see and know. Uh, let me start by saying this. In this kingdom, the currency that we transact with is faith. In this kingdom, the currency we transact with. We operate with is faith. If you must have any impact or do anything meaningful in this kingdom, then your faith is very important. You must know how to apply your faith and put it to work. See, you can't do anything in this kingdom outside of faith. 
because the just shall live by faith. So in this kingdom, the currency we transact with is faith. And that's what makes faith so important to us as believers, as Christians. As Christians. I remember we say that faith is not a problem of, of a believer. Where the problem is, is that such believer hasn't discovered and come to the knowledge of how to apply his faith and put his faith to work. A, pro- a, a believer doesn't have a faith problem. But where the problem is, that makes it look as though a believer is without faith, is such believer has naturally come to the realization, to the knowledge of how to apply that faith and put that faith to use and put that faith to work. So there's a receiving part of faith and there's also an operational part of faith. There is a receiving part of faith and also there's an operational part of faith. Where you, the operational part of faith is where you get to operate and put that faith to use. That faith you have received. The operational part of it is where you get to put it into good use to make it work for you. Hallelujah. Remember that faith is a gift given to us. Faith is a gift given to us. You don't work for it. At the end of the gospel of Christ, you receive faith is a gift given unto us. And the, 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 uh, the very reason, can I put it this way? But you know, not everyone who has received that gift of faith has been able to put it to use beyond the part of beyond the point of salvation. Faith is a gift given to us, but not everyone who has received that gift of faith has been able to use it beyond the point of salvation. It is just the same way that I can choose to give you a gift. For example, I, let me, I, if I choose to actually give you a car gift, uh, it is left to you either to make use of that gift or not. I can, I, of course, you receive the gift. You have the car already. Now, the, it's not left to you to make use of that car or not. You can decide to use it and you can decide not to use it. So same, same, same thing with faith. You have that gift already. You have that faith already. So it's not left to you either to make use of the faith or not. But the faith is there. You not making use of the faith, you not look as though you don't have faith. It's a gift given to you. You not making use of the faith, making it work for you, will actually be as though you don't have faith at all. And that's why some people actually look at believers and uh, uh, they, 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 they will term them faithless right? because they are not making use of the faith. It's not as though they are faithless. No, they are not faithless. They have that faith. But not making use of the faith will render the faith as though useless in you. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, we are made to understand that salvation comes through faith. Then it will suffice to say that after you have been saved, translated to the kingdom of light, then anything and everything you will ever receive in this kingdom can only be given to you through faith. Nothing outside of faith. Salvation comes by faith. Salvation, if salvation can actually come by faith, only by faith, then there's nothing you can receive in this kingdom that will be outside of faith. Once you've been transcended from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So in this kingdom, anything you will receive, anything you will do, can only be done in and through faith. So faith is the only operational force in this reign and this kingdom will belong to. Faith is never a problem. Where the problem is, is the usage of the faith. Where the problem is, is to acknowledge it, use it and let it work for you. Hallelujah. Now let's see Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3. The scripture says, By faith, we understand that the world was created by the word of God. By faith. By faith. Uh, I'm reading King James Version. 
We understand that the world was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was made out of things which do not appear. Which means, by faith, God created the world by the word. By faith, God created this physical world by his word. So which means, God created this world, this universe, by faith. God created this universe by faith. God knew how to, if, if, if God should actually, actually create things, if God should actually put his faith to use by creating this world, then who, who, how dare you say that? How, 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 how can you not think that you can actually do things outside of faith as believer? God knew how to put his faith into action, and through that, he created the world. He created things out of nothing. He created certainty out of uncertainty. He created reality out of unreality. The very God kind of faith. By this faith, God created this physical world we see. He created the heavens and the earth by the faith. By the faith. If God couldn't do anything outside of faith, if God couldn't achieve anything without faith, if God couldn't create this universe without faith, then who are you to think you can get things done without faith? It is not possible. Nothing can be achieved outside of faith. This is a profound law. Nothing can be achieved outside of faith. Beloved, your success and your dominion as believer is not in view without faith. Your success, your dominion as a believer in this kingdom is not in view outside of faith. No matter what you want to do, no matter what you want to achieve, either in your business, place of work, academics, if it is outside of faith, then it is not possible. If it is outside of faith, it is not possible. So if you read that Hebrew chapter 11 verse 7 to chapter 38, no, chapter 7 and verse 7 to 38, you will discover that all those who were listed there were able to write their names on the sand of times through faith. In Hebrews 11, starting from verse 7 to verse 38, everyone that was listed there, is it Abraham? Is it Sarah? Every one of them, every single one of them, have their names written in the sand of times through faith. Hallelujah. So you need to put your faith to action to get the job done for you, to make the achievements possible. So now the question is, how do I put my faith to work? The operational dimension of faith. That's what I want to see now. The operational dimension of faith. How do I put, use this, how do I put this faith to work to get things done for me? Hallelujah. Now let's see Hebrews 11 verse 3. I remember I say faith is not theoretical but practical, very practical. Let's see Hebrews 11 verse 3. I will be saying it now. By faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was made out of things which do not appear. It therefore means that God put his faith to action by declaring words. The Bible says by faith we understand that the word of God the word was created by the word of God, which means the word was created by the word of God by faith. So it will suffice to see that God put his faith into action by speaking. God declared, God, actually God, 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 God made use of his faith in creating this world we see, this universe we see, by declaring words, making use of his words and by speaking. 
by faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God. So God created the world by faith through speaking, through his spoken word. Let's see Mark 11 verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, have faith in God in the original actually means have the faith of God. That have faith in God in the original means have the faith of God. And thank God we are not like them, for we have the faith of God already. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, We now have the spirit of the same spirit with them. We now have the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. So the new creation now has faith. We have the very faith of God. We have the very God, the very God kind of faith. Now let's see Mark 11 verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Something led to this uh to, to this to this incident. And we shall see it very soon. Remember that the that the pretext of this verse shows to us that Jesus had just caused a fig tree. He spoke words to the fig tree. The pretext of this scripture, of this very verse, let's start from verse 14. Uh, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples ate it. Now in verse 26, verse 20 says, And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, this incident was a response to what had actually happened earlier. And what actually happened earlier was in verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eats of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples added. it. So, what actually happened here is what actually gave birth and resulted to what uh, caused the fig tree to dry up. And Jesus spoke a word literally. And much later, the horse saw the tree as Jesus had spoken. Now, Jesus says, Year after, none shall eat of thee again. No fruit shall come from thee again. And before he knew it, the tree dried up. Jesus just spoke a word literally. And much later, the horse saw the tree as Jesus had spoken. Now, let's see verse 20 to 22. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Hallelujah. From the roots. And verse 21 says, And Peter calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou causest is withered away. And verse 22 says, And Jesus answering, said unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. Peter and the rest of the disciples were surprised. Ah, Jesus spoke. Jesus caused the tree. And before we knew what, they knew what was actually happening, the tree dried up. How possible? They were surprised. How could this be done? And Peter actually asked God, said to God, according to his remembrance, that God, Father, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou caused is withered away. In surprise, in shock. And now let's hear the response of Christ to that. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Our faith in God. The disciples were surprised and they came to Christ. And Jesus responded to their uh, to, to that to that surprise of their surprise. And he said unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. God answered them in verse 22 speaks of faith. He's speaking of faith. Which means for you to have actually seen that tree dried up just as I've declared. It is the work of faith. 
That's what Christ is trying to tell them, making them know. It's a work of faith. I spoke those words by faith. I make use of my faith by speaking the words, and the words, the tree dried up. He was literally saying to them that what actually happened is just a work of faith. Remember, Jesus did not pray to God for God to dry up the tree. He only spoke to the tree. And by that faith of God, the tree dried up. He puts forth his faith into action by speaking. He puts forth his faith into action by speaking. Now let's see Mark 10, verse 23. For, very, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things what is yet shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now, the working of faith is by speaking. It works by what? By saying. The Bible says, whatsoever shall, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he has said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Which means, you release your faith by speaking. And you believe that whatsoever you say, whatsoever you have said, shall come to pass. Hallelujah. The words of God in the mouth of a believer is as potent as the same words in God's mouth. Whatsoever you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that whosoever shall say by, by mouth unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Hallelujah. So which means faith works with our heart and the mouth. Faith works with our heart and our mouth. The state of your heart, either in doubt or belief, are the confession of your words, the confession of your mouth. That's how faith operates. That's one of the, that's one of the vital ways we put our faith to work. Hallelujah. By speaking. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13b, that we also believe and therefore we speak. So one of the very major ways faith works is by speaking. By believing and by speaking. Whosoever shall say this mountain. And you don't stop to what you are saying. But you must always speak authoritatively and with boldness. Because as you speak, faith is being released. As you speak, faith is being released. Knows this. That's in Bible interpretation, emphasis is a law. When you see a word being repeated severally, pay attention to it. Then in, verse, in that version 3 of Mark 11, you will notice that much emphasis is placed on say. First, first of all, it says, Whosoever shall say. Secondly, when further it says, Shall believe that those things which he says. And third, it says, Shall have whatsoever he says. There is much emphasis. On the word say, 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 meaning what you say is very much important, very, very much important. You must pay a very close attention to what is coming out from your mouth. Believers cannot just speak and talk anyhow. Because true, we release our faith. We act, we make it to our faith by speaking. And whatsoever you speak and declare with your words, so shall it be. I say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
the mountain will be lifted. Hallelujah. So Matthew chapter 21 verse 21 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. Bible says, if you have faith, now is it's no longer if you have faith because we have faith already. So now that we have faith, do not doubt. For you, sh- for you shall say, no, okay, you shall not say only, okay, permit me, sorry, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. Which means now that we have faith, when anything will say. For example, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. Why? We have faith. And so therefore, we will put our faith to work by what? By speaking and speaking to that mountain that be removed and it shall be done. So one of the very major ways faith works is by speaking. By speaking. The faith of God released in words will move mountain. It will definitely move mountain. The Bible says, if you have faith, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. It, 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 there's, there's no doubt about it. There's no argument about this. You shall speak to the mountain, be removed, and it shall be done. If you declare it by faith. Hallelujah. If you shall say unto this mountain, it means if you shall say to this problem, if you shall say to that sickness, if you say to that obstacles, if you shall declare and say to that entrance and limitation, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. The mountain day is signifying it might be a problem or anything similar looking as though it is a challenge unto you. If you say to that challenge, to that sickness, say to that uh, childlessness, say to that obstacle, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done unto you. Why? Because you declare it by faith and you put your faith into action by speaking. Glory to God. You don't put your faith into action by looking or staring at the problem. You put your faith into action by speaking. By speaking, by declaring the words of God. Faith is put into action by speaking, by declaring the word of God, by saying to that mountain, to that problem, be ye removed, and it shall be so. Hallelujah. As a believer, we have the faith of God, the very God kind of faith. We have a perfected faith, and we put that faith into action by speaking. By speaking. We don't fold our hands and keep staring at the problem. We don't fold our hands by, by, by staring and looking at that mountain. God has challenged us. God is saying to us, it was said to this mountain, be removed. Hallelujah. God did not look and stare at that fig tree. God did not look and, 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 and start complaining about that fig tree. God did not look and start crying to God about that fig tree. What God did is he released his faith by what? He released his faith by speaking and he caused the tree. And not behold, it happened just the way he declared it. So as a believer, with our faith that we have, we put it to work by speaking. If there's something that is not working in your life, speak to it. Hallelujah. 
and we are not begging. It is a law. When you shall, if you shall say, if you shall say, you shall have whatsoever you say. So it depends on what are you saying. What are you saying? Because you shall definitely have whatsoever you say because your faith is being released when you speak. I dare you to push that faith into action this day and say to that problem, be removed in the name of Jesus. The faith of God will move mountains and change situations. Note, the faith of God is not to talk to God about that mountain. No, you don't have to talk about to God about the mountain. Now, please, I'm not trying to play down on the place of prayer. What I'm trying to say in that sense is that there are some situations that God has given us charge. God has given us power and authority to deal with by ourselves in His authority and capacity. There are some situations in your life right now that you don't have to pray about. Amen. God is not expecting you to come to Him and start praying and start cabosing. No. What He expects you to do is to rise up and speak to it. I'm not trying to play down the place of prayer. No. I'm saying to you that there are some situations that God has given you authority over. That if only you can declare and speak it, and it shall be done. For Bible says, if whatsoever you declare, whatsoever you say, and you shall say, verse I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Whosoever shall say, shall believe that those things which he says shall have whatsoever what he says. There are some things you don't need to pray about. There are some problems you don't need to pray about. What you just need to do is declare the words of God. Hallelujah. Declare unto them. Speak unto it. Be removed and it shall be done. You have to talk. Speak to that mountain with God's power and faith which you have in him. That faith which you have inside of you now, God is expecting you to release his thoughts. By declaring his word. By declaring its word. By declaring its word. God's power is made available to make it done. Because faith is released. Mountains will not move until we speak by the faith of God. Mountains will not move until we speak and declare by the faith of God. Uh, let me, let, let's quickly see something. In Romans chapter 10, verse 8 to 9. As, as we wrap up. But what says it? The word is near you even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we pray. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Which means salvation comes by, by speaking and by believing. For who say, but what says it? The word is near you. Even in your mouth and in your eyes, that is the word of faith which you preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Which means salvation comes by speaking and by believing. Salvation comes by speaking and by believing. The work of faith is that you believe in your eyes and you speak with your you speak with your heart. I mean, you speak with your mouth, and then you are saved. So if salvation can actually come by speaking. Hallelujah. Then every other thing in this kingdom can only come by speaking. The faith we have is a speaking faith. Hallelujah. The faith we have is a speaking faith, not a mute or silent faith. We are always to be found speaking. Romans chapter 10 verse 6 says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaks to us. 
but the righteousness which just faith which means faith speaks faith speaks faith speaks but the righteousness which is of faith speaks thus ah the faith we have now is a speaking faith hallelujah what is your own faith saying or is your faith not even speaking at all a believer should always speak speak to that situation speak positively about yourself declare god's words and promises into your life speak faith-filled words hallelujah this faith changes situation and receive answers to prayer hallelujah god needs you to release his words from your mouth for the work to go for the words to go to work God needs you to release his words from your mouth for the words to go to work. You can't create anything around you without the instrumentality of the world. What you say is the raw material. Whatever you want to shape, you start it with what with your word. You can't create anything, you can't get anything done without speaking. Our words are very important because that's how our faith is being released. You don't use your faith on God, but rather you use an exercise of faith on things and circumstances. You will always have faith, I mean, you will always have whatsoever you say and believe. This is a profound and unshaking law. You will always have everything you say, everything you declare, everything you have, you need. You always have it when you speak it forth. By faith. And we have that faith. Hallelujah. So like we see three examples of those who actually acted on faith and they got results. First of all, we see Apostle Peter in Acts 13, verse 6 and 16. Let me read the verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Peter says, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give unto you, that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I declare to everyone this day, that every creeping business, I declare to every creeping finances, I declare to every creeping marriage, I declare to every creeping life, that in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, not only walk but start running, not only run but start flying. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And verse 16 a says, And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong. Paul is saying now in verse 6, Paul spoke, Paul declared what? Then Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk, and instantly the man rose up. And healing was restored, and an healing was restored, healing was given. So in verse 16, a Peter now actually explained how that thing actually got in place, how it actually happened. How is it that he spoke and there was results? In verse 16, and he says, And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, which means through faith, this man has been made strong. So he released his faith by what by speaking, and that faith made the man healed. So Peter exercised his faith by declaring and speaking. Hallelujah. Uh, I know that uh, if, if, if it were actually to be some, some people, at that instance, the next thing they would do is start praying, Oh God, heal this man. Oh God, heal this man. But no, Peter did not do something of such. But rather, he exercised his faith by, what, by speaking and declaring the words. 
and we saw that there was result. Peter only spoke and there was result. Hallelujah. He confessed that it was through faith, which means Peter spoke to Peter spoke those words in faith. He exercised his faith by speaking, and then there was instant result. Same thing actually happened in Acts 14, verse 9 and 10. I'll read verse 9. Acts 14, 9 and 10. The same had Paul speak, who steadfastly building in, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. And verse 10 says, said with a loud voice, Stand upright, stand upright on your feet, and he lived and walked. Paul was speaking, and he perceived that there was someone there with a the faith to be healed. And guess what? Uh, get what uh, actually Paul did. Paul instantly spoke with a loud voice. He released his faith with a loud voice. Now stand upright on your feet. And instantly the man lived and what? And walk. Amen. I don't know if you are challenged enough to rise up in faith and also declare a loud with a loud voice, just as Paul did, and begin to speak to that situation. Paul, Bible says, Paul with a loud voice, Kaparosh Tekim Malati, with a not a shallow voice, not a weak voice, because he believed that as he'll be releasing that watch, things will be happening. And Paul with a loud voice. Stand upright on your feet and leaped and walk. I don't know if you are challenged already, but I want you with a loud voice as well. Start speaking to that situation of yours. Things that is looking as though it's not working. Things our business that is not moving. That marriage that is not moving. That thing that, that is standing as problem, that is standing as challenge to challenges to you. Start speaking with a loud voice and declare to that situation. Hallelujah. That enough is enough. Declare the word of God over that family. Declare the word of God over that business. Declare the word of God over your children. Declare the word of God over your health. Speak faith-filled words over your finances with a loud voice. With a loud voice. With a loud voice, declare, speak the words of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21 says, Abraham never felt sorry about. Okay, Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21. Uh, let me quickly read it. Romans 4, verse 17 to 21. Hallelujah. Praise God. As, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your descendant be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says, No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith, and he gave glory to God, fully convinced that what God that God was able to do what he had promised. Hallelujah. Abraham never felt sorry about his condition. So don't also feel sorry about your condition. Abraham only spoke in faith, he declares faith, he declared faith. Listen, when we use our faith, we call the things that be not as though they were. We call the things that be not as though they were. We create certainty out of uncertainty. We create reality out of unreality. Hallelujah. 
We say we are blessed when it's when it's not even looking good. We are ill when we are even still feeling that pain. Hallelujah. You speak that word, you declare those words, even in the face of that situation. Nevertheless, whether God is able to fill his words, just as Abraham did. You don't complain or diss people about that problem, but you speak to it. You address that situation. Hallelujah. You address that problem. Don't call the things that are the way they are. Because they will remain like that. Don't call the things that are the way they are because they will remain like that. But call the things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. And Mark 2, chapter 21, verse 21 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. Mark 11, 23 says, For it's verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, it shall have whatsoever he says. Then Hebrews 11 verse 3, TPT version says, Faith empowers all to see that the universe was created, and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Hallelujah. I read again. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God. By the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Hallelujah. So I challenge you this day that call those things that be not as those they were. Speak your faith into that, into that situation. Speak your faith into action. Hallelujah. Speak your faith into action. Create things, beautiful, beautifully coordinated things by the power of God's words in your life. Speak the invisible realm. And let us give back, give back to this physical realm. Hallelujah. Remember that faith never fails. Faith will always work and deliver. Faith will always move mountains. Faith will always change situation. Hallelujah. The atmosphere of a man's life is a cumulative of the words spoken. Be intentional about the things you say. Be intentional about the words you speak. Don't join people to say negative things. Don't join people to say say adverse things. Even when things are, are looking as though they are not moving, declare the words of God. Even in that sickness, keep declaring your healing. Even in that phase of needs, keep declaring that your needs are met. Hallelujah. Don't declare what you are seeing. Declare the reality of God's word. Don't declare the experiences you are having. Declare the mind and the words of God concerning that situation. Hallelujah. To see some spiritual realities in your life, you need to give words to them. You need to give words to them. Hallelujah. Speak the words of God. Don't speak your doubts. Don't speak what the devil wants you to say. Don't speak what the what, 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 what the physical world is saying, what the natural man is saying. Declare, speak as a natural, speak as a spiritual man. Speak as a supernatural man. Because you, 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 you take your you, you take your I, I love it now. You take your existence from the spiritual point of view. From the supernatural realm. Because you are seated with Christ in spirit. And you are seated with Christ as a right hand in what? Praise God. To declare the words of God. 
speak the faith words of God, and it shall be done. Thank you, Father. Can I just give her the praise and just worship Him? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank Him because He is God. Thank Him because He is good. Hallelujah. 